0: Section 23 of Happy Days This is a Levervox recording. All Levervox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit Levervox.org. Happy Days by A. A. Milney Chapter 23 The Coming of the Crocus It's a beautiful day again, sir, said my gardener James, looking in at the study window. Beautiful, james Beautiful, i said as i went on with my work you might almost say as spring was here at last like cross your fingers quickly james and touch wood look here i'll be out in a minute and give you some orders but i'm very busy just now thought you'd like to know there are eleven crocuses in the front garden then send them away we've got nothing for them crocuses shouted james I jumped up eagerly and climbed through the window. "'My dear man,' I said, shaking him warmly by the hand, "'this is indeed a day. Crocuses! And in the front gar—on the south lawn? Let us go and gaze at them.' There they were, eleven of them, six golden ones, four white, and a little mauve chap. "'This is a triumph for you, James. It's wonderful. Has anything like this ever happened to you before?' there'll be some more up to-morrow i won't say as not those really are growing are they you haven't been pushing them in from the top they were actually born on the estate there'll be a fine one in the back bed soon said james proudly in the back my dear james in the spare bed on the northeast terrace i suppose you mean and what have we done in the dutch ornamental garden if i has to look after ornamental gardens and south aspis and all i ought to have my salary raised said james still harping on his one grievance by all means raise some celery i said coldly take the spade and raise some for lunch i shall be only too delighted this here isn't the season for celery as you know well this here's the season for crocuses as any one can see if they use their eyes james you're right forgive me it is no day for quarreling it was no day for working, either. The sun shone upon the close-cropped green of the deer park. The sky was blue above the rose garden. In the tapioca grove a thrush was singing. I walked up and down my estate and drank in the good fresh air. James! I called to my head gardener. What is it now? he grumbled. Are there no daffodils to take the winds of March with beauty? There's these eleven croak— but there should be daffodils too is not this march it may be march but it isn't the time for daffodils not on three shillings a week do you only get three shillings a week i thought it was three shillings an hour likely an hour ah well i knew it was three shillings do you know james in the sheely islands there are fields and fields and fields of nodding daffodils out now "'Lore,' said James. "'Did you say lore or liar?' I asked suspiciously. "'To think of that now,' said James cautiously. He wandered off to the tapioca grove, leant against it in thought for a moment, and came back to me. "'What's wrong with this little bit of garden, this here park,' he began, "'is the soil. It's no soil for daffodils. Now what daffodils like is clay.' then for heaven's sake get them some clay spare no expense get them anything they fancy it's too alluvial that's what's the matter too alluvial now crocus is like a bit of alluvial that's where you have it the matter with james is that he hasn't enough work to do the rest of the staff is so busily employed that it is hardly ever visible william for instance is occupied entirely with what i might call the poultry it is his duty in fact to see that there are always enough ants eggs for the goldfish all these prized leg-horns you hear about are the merest novices compared with william's proteges then john looks after the staggery, henry works with the colored fountain and peter paints the peacock's tails THIS KEEPS THEM ALL BUSY, BUT JAMES IS FOREVER HANGING ABOUT. ALMOST SEEMS AS IF THEY WERE human. HE SAID, AS HE STOOD AND LISTENED TO THE ROOKS. OH, ARE YOU THERE, JAMES? IT'S A BEAUTIFUL DAY. WHO SAID THAT FIRST? I BELIEVE YOU DID. THEM THERE ROOKS ALWAYS MAKE A PLACE SEEM SO HOMELIKE. ROOKS AND CROCUSES, I SAY, AND YOU DON'T WANT ANYTHING MORE. "'Yes, well, if the rooks want to build in the raspberry canes this year, let them, James. Don't be inhospitable. "'Course some do like to see primroses. I don't say, but—' "'Primroses? I knew there was something. Where are they?' "'It's too early for them,' said James hastily. "'You won't get primroses now before April.' "'Don't say now, as if it were my fault. Why didn't you plant them earlier?' I don't believe you know any of the tricks of your profession, James. You never seem to graft anything or prune anything, and I'm sure you don't know how to cut a slip. James, why don't you prune more? Prune now. I should like to watch you. Where's your pruning hook? You can't possibly do it with a rake. James spends most of his day with a rake, sometimes leaning on it, sometimes working with it the beds are always beautifully kept only the most hardy annual would dare to poke his head up and spoil the smooth appearance of the soil for those who like circles and rectangles of unrelieved brown james is undoubtedly the man as i stood in the sun i had a brilliant idea james i said we'll cut the croquet lawn this afternoon you can't play croquet today. it's not warm enough i don't pay you to argue but to obey at the same time i should like to point out that i never said i was going to play croquet i said that we meaning you would cut the lawn what's the good of that why to encourage the wonderful day of course where is your gratitude man don't you want to do something to help how can we let a day like this go past without some word of welcome out with the mower, and let us hail the passing of winter. James looked at me in disgust. Gratitude, he said indignantly to heaven, and there's my eleven crocuses in the front all a-singing together like anything on three bob a week. End of chapter 23 Recording by Sharon Kilmer, Rio Medina, Texas